You're listening to Avid Research. Avid Research. Avid Research. An Australian STEM podcast. Where we answer the questions you never quite got around to asking. Welcome back to the show. My name's Amelia and today we have a very cool guest on the show. We've got Anushka, who is a technical business analyst. Welcome to the show, Anushka. Hi, Amelia, and thank you so much for having me today in your show. I think we're going to have fun. I was wondering if we could start with hopefully a simple question. What is your job? Okay, so um, I'm a technical business analyst and I work at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia right here in Sydney. Back to explaining what exactly my job does or if I give you an overview. That'd be great. Yeah, sure. So a business analyst basically is someone who acts as the bridge between the business stakeholders and the technical teams within a company. We basically, you know, uh, gather business requirements, try to understand the needs or the problems or the various objectives that the business stakeholders have. And, you know, we do the transformation from business requirements into technical requirements. We also work very closely with the technical teams, like, you know, so we have the developers, the testers, the software engineers, tech leads, and, you know, this whole spectrum of um, technical personnel within, uh, within a software team. So we work with them to see how we can, you know, come up with solutions to the business problems and work on the documentation stuff and the preparation of various diagrams. Then again, so, so, so one continuous or one constant um, aspect of our job is engaging with various stakeholders, so ranging from senior managers and all the way to the, you know, to the software interns. So we cover the entire spectrum of stakeholders within a company. So yeah, and uh, make sure that all of the determined technical solutions are implemented. And so, so we work from the very beginning of the software development lifecycle and all the way to the very end. So that is an overview of what a business analyst is. That sounds like a really big job. It sounds absolutely fascinating. It also seems like you're kind of, your job is translating. So like project management, but also translating between really technical people who might not speak kind of like businessy language and then business people who'd probably prefer not to have to know what's happening in the dev kind of side of things. Exactly, exactly that. So like, you know, we drive the change in both worlds. So the business world as well as the technical world. So yeah. So you need to be able to speak those two different languages quite well. Of course, yes. Yeah. So when when dealing with the business stakeholders, so we use very layman language, like, you know, um, the business terms. But when it comes to the technical team, so we use the hard go um, technical terminology, the, the, the programming keywords and, you know, all of the techie stuff. Like, you know, we work on both extremes. It's interesting. And I'm hoping you enjoy your job. Of course, I do very much, very much. So initially, um, so I was a software developer and then, you know, I came all the way to various track changes and by taking various opportunities and all the way to become a business analyst. I've, I've loved it ever since. Fantastic. Are you able to run us through 
what an average day at work looks like. Although judging by how many different things you've got going on, I'm assuming there's not one average day. Yeah, that's correct. So I can't specify exactly that these, these, these items are the ones that I've been doing on an average day because it varies uh, every single day and you know every single day is a new challenge. But in general, the, the most common things that, that you know, I'll be doing almost every day would be driving meetings and you know, engaging with various business stakeholders. Like I said earlier, you know, when it comes to preparing for all of these walkthroughs and discussions, so I make sure that I'm very well prepared with the right documentations, the right diagrams, and also the right questions that I need to get confirmed by these stakeholders. And the other thing is um, within a software development lifecycle, so we get various phases at the very beginning or within the initial phases, my work involved would be mostly around understanding problems, gathering requirements, and um, you know studying a lot of existing documents and going through the existing systems to understand how they work, so it would be a lot of knowledge gathering during the initial stages and when it comes to the analysis phase, which is, which is my personal um, favorite phase within this um, entire life cycle. So during that phase, I'll be working mostly around analyzing all of the information that I have gathered. So going through each and every one of them, trying to understand the root causes and, you know, ways in which I can solve the problems. It's actually, um, you know, so we make use of a lot of BA tools, which are very simple, yet um, they, are, they are very effective. That would be like the analysis and design phase. And then I get to work with the tech leads just so that, you know, the, the solutions that I've designed. So I make sure that I engage with them and add more specifications just to understand how we are, we are going to implement these solutions within the existing systems or even the processes at the very end of the whole software development life cycle. The work involved would be mainly around working with the testers and the developers again and helping them with their implementation work. There would be lots and lots of um, clarifications um, all around these days. So I make sure that I'm very involved in their work and also get involved in the testing part of things and work all the way until uh, the solutions are released and the business stakeholders are satisfied with what whatever we have implemented. That is sort of the variation within my day-to-day -day activities uh, during the whole software development lifecycle. Is part of your day-to-day -day activities also keeping your stakeholders or the business side, uh, keeping them across what's happening so that they know that the work's still getting done? Exactly. So if you're aware of the various methodologies, the, the software teams are practicing. So we have Waterfall, which was the, the traditional method. And now we have Agile. So as a part of these methodologies, so we make sure that we have daily sync ups, um, daily stand up um, conversations with the whole team involved, you know, check in with them to see if they're facing any problems um, in their day to day activities and, you know, work with the whole team. 
to see if we can, you know, solve their problems or the blockers that they have. And again, so we have like, you know, bi-weekly meetings just to review and see how far we have progressed and um, if there's anything that we need to reprioritize and, you know, see how the business stakeholders are accepting the work that is incremented. It involves a lot of syncing up with the technical teams and also um, cross-checking with the business stakeholders, like, you know, doing walkthroughs for them and getting their approvals and getting their feedback on whatever the areas that we have implemented within a software or even a process. And yeah, so checking in with almost um, all of the stakeholders regularly is is one constant in this job. It's sounding like you're spending your days, like there's a lot of talking to people, but there's also, I feel like you'd need a bit of time to be able to sit back and think about things and sort of digest and do, do the actual analysis part of your job, as well as doing all the talking. Like, is there a bit of both in every day? Depends. So some days, although... Ideally, it's a yes. So um, it's, it's, it's up to the business analyst to manage their work, you know, do the analysis work on their own and, um, you know, get in touch with their teams and be there for the team, answering all the questions and, you know, providing clarifications and all of that. But at the same time, so a lot of days are like, you know, filled with back-to-back meetings, which I uh, enjoy. So I enjoy, you know, engaging with people and, you know, getting their ideas, you know, getting them to review what I have documented or what my team has implemented. So, yeah, so some days I have like a calendar full of meetings, whereas other days I have like a very, very quiet agenda. So I can, you know, sit back and, you know, draw diagrams and work on my analysis um, items on these days so yeah it, it's a bit of both it's being managed um, on a day-to-day basis. I feel like you've touched on it a bit already but are you able to go into some of the skills that you feel you really need to be able to do your job well? Yeah of course so um, for me I think like I mentioned before so the main thing is um, you know being able to build um, like a good rapport with the stakeholders that um, you're engaging with. That would be like interpersonal skills, you know, um, getting to know them first and, you know, creating a good environment during all of these discussions so that, you know, they can open up, they can think about the, the various areas that they have not given a thought so that, you know, just for me to elicit all of these information or their needs so, you know, that I'm very sure about the requirements for that matter. So that is one of the most important um, skills, interpersonal skills, and also being able to learn fast because as a business analyst, uh, so although you, you might be working in a company where you're familiar with the domain or the industry, but from project to project, so the, the systems involved or the processes or the, or the stakeholders involved, changes um, you know drastically so because of that you're, you you'll have to be able to adjust and learn things on the job so that you know you're up to date so um, for an example in my case when I joined um, Westpac uh, I did not have any uh, banking and finance skills but I had to conduct meetings for business stakeholders right from day one 
and I did not have like a financial background at all. So um, I had to, you know, come back home, uh, go through all of the materials that they had. So like that. So it's like, you know, constant learning, but it's also exciting because you learn new things every single day. So learning fast and adapting to change would be another crucial skill to perform this job. And the other one is mainly um, analytical thinking because it's it's based on what you gather. Um, so you have to do the analysis just to you know, get into the root of all the problems and uh, in your head, make sure that you, know, you, you solve these problems and address um, the root causes so, so that you know you're presenting your stakeholders with the best of the solutions these three i would say are the main skills and others are like if you're working in a more it specific role a business analyst would be working you know with a lot of data with a lot of processes so in that case so depending on where you're working in the project so in general i would say having uh, basic IT skills like, you know, basic programming, basic database, networking stuff. Yeah. And then modeling, being creative a little and being able to wear several hats because one day you're like a scrum master or a project manager and the other day you're working with the developers just to see how their logics have been implemented. And then the next day you'll be going through test cases um, and work with testers to see if if the um, solutions are implemented correctly. So yeah, I would say those. That's a lot of different things. So are you finding in your role now, you're definitely drawing on when you were a developer and those skills that you developed then, sorry, the skills that you built up then? Are you finding that it's an advantage for you to have worked as a developer and to have a technical background? Yeah, it certainly is. So I did not realize it at the very beginning when I made the decision to, um, you know, start off working in a professional environment as as a software developer because I was actually working uh, or studying for a degree in business IT. It was not directed towards the software engineering job. It was mostly to do with um, BA and management training sort of jobs. It was purely out of my passion for coding and programming that I chose to go ahead with this internship for software developer. Still, even to date, I'm very thankful uh, for the fact that I got this opportunity to work as a software developer. I find it very easy when I'm communicating with the technical teams, especially because I can talk in their language and I can understand when they pinpoint and say, what problems they're facing, why they're not able to implement this solution in this particular manner. And it's also easier when I'm, you know, communicating with the business stakeholders so that, you know, I can act as the representative for the technical teams um, so that, you know, I make sure that I get into the ground level and understand what issues they're facing, what feasibility is there. Uh, So all of these things have been an advantage for me. It's so cool to hear how that sort of career journey is, has come together for you. It's really nice. Yeah, thank you. How have you moved, like how has your career progressed from, say, high school? Like was this your plan when you left high school? Um, so in high school, uh, so I'm originally from Sri Lanka. So um, back home in Sri Lanka, so we have A-levels. It's the equivalent, equivalent for the high school diploma. 
Um, so I did mathematics for that. So mainly because um, so my father is actually into IT as well. So he, so I think it was his influence. So I, ever since I was small, me and my sister both, so we would, you know, uh, use the computer a lot, you know, play a lot of um, games online. So we were growing up with the computer. So I think I had that influence from him ever since I was very small. So um, it was uh, my father who said that, you know, if you want to do IT, if it's your passion, then you, you should certainly do um, mathematics. And so for high school or for my A-levels, I did mathematics. And then for my undergrad degree, I did uh, business IT because I was also curious about business management, though I had the passion for IT directly. So I was curious about how businesses would work, you know, the, the marketing side of things and um, HR and everything. So because of that, um, so I did my degree in business IT. So it had the best of both worlds, the business world as well as the IT world. Yeah, so I always wanted to be a business analyst because of um, the degree that I did. But um, during the degree, I realized that I was good in programming. So I got really good marks and I was really enjoying coding. So which is why I started off as a software developer. But, um, you know, during the degree, I also realized uh, that I wanted to, you know, go back to my passion of um, enjoying working with business stakeholders as well. So after after I completed my degree, so I changed my track and started off working as a software quality assurance engineer. So a QA is again a very interesting track. So it has both the developers activities or the software engineering activities, as well as the fact that you get to engage with a lot of business stakeholders. So I uh, was working as a QA for about two and a half years initially. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed that track. So I got to code as well as, you know, to walkthroughs for business stakeholders and uh, all of that. So after that, I realized I wanted to be this um, this proper business analyst because I saw what business analysts were doing within my project and uh, my heart was always there. So it was then that I decided to make a track change and become a business analyst. It's it's awesome. Yeah, you can hear how, like, do you still do any maths? Are you interested in maths anymore? Um. So I think after I started working as a quality assurance engineer, so uh, I lost touch with, you know, all of the mathematics stuff because I was more involved in, or I was more interested in, in the documentation, the diagramming stuff, you know, talking with business stakeholders, all of that. So I have lost touch, but I, so if I get the opportunity now to go back to doing any maths related activities, so I would really enjoy, but now actually, yeah, I'm, I'm very much, or my head is very much into the uh, BA stuff right now and I forgot to ask you what language were you programming in it was Java so I did a course in J2EE back then so this was around 2011 so this was external to the degree that I did uh, it was purely out of um, curiosity and out of passion for, for programming so that I did this um, external course and yeah, I loved it. And it was very useful even when I was working as a quality assurance engineer because I, I worked in automation projects where I get to um, program all of these test cases and, you know, run 
automated test suits. So I it was really useful for me that I had the Java background. That's so cool to hear. It's always nice to have a, a strong shout out for learning programming. And I'm always a fan of anyone who will come on the show and say that maths is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have there been any like key events during your career that have really like spurred you on and inspired you to keep going and be where you are now? Um, yeah, there sure were. Um, so I can think of uh, a few of them right now. But I also want to mention that, you know, um, at that point of time when these events were actually taking place, I did not think of them as um, career defining or as achievements. So all I did from my side was just following my passion and, you know, taking calculated risks. So I'm sure each one of us would come across various opportunities or events that have the potential to make it an opportunity. So, um, yeah, so what I did was take that extra step and grab that opportunity. I always believe that even if the opportunity that you take, even if that does not go as planned, I wouldn't call that a failure because it would certainly be at least a learning experience, right? So you gain something out of it anyway. So, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, that was just a side note. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So going back to the events. So, um, so the first one that I can think of is when I was studying business IT. So my degree was focused towards the business and the management side of things, whereas uh, I was, you know, interested in the programming side, which is why I took the plunge and uh, applied for this internship as a Java software engineer. So at first it was like, you know, everyone was like, okay, it's very different because the degree that you're following is not directed to that and uh, you, you won't gain something out of it um, exactly because it's not aligned with your degree. But, you know, I just followed my passion because I loved programming. So that is one event. Yeah, and the other thing is my final year project. And so so for us, it's it's an individual project that would last for about nine months. And uh, so this particular project that I picked was, you know, it, it was sol solving a very simple business problem. I'll not get into the details of that. But the solution involved a lot of research and a lot of um, models, technical models, as well as business models that were a little above the, the undergrad level. And so I have this panel of um, supervisors who were evaluating the project proposals saying that although it's a very nice project, uh, it, it's impossible for an undergraduate student to cover that within the nine month period. So then, you know, I, I still remember I came out of this fiver ha having a lot of, you know, doubts in my head. Oh, my God, really, what would I do now? Because I was so passionate about this project. And then I still re remember our senior supervisor, or he was even the COO. So he sat down with me and he said, Anushka, if, if you truly believe that you can do it, um, go ahead. And um, so why we advised you was because it's beyond the level of an undergrad but if you if you're able to crack it then you're brilliant so that so his words itself proved to me yes I'm going to go ahead with this so I did not need any further justification so his words were more than enough for me 
So yeah, so I took the challenge and uh, yeah, and I was able to get a first class honors degree at the very end. So yeah, I'm still proud of that because I followed my passion. So even if I had ended up with, you know, um, a basic pass, I would still be happy and I would still consider it as an achievement. So getting a first class honors was, was like, you know, beyond my expectations at, at that point of time. So that was another thing. I just, I just want to say quickly, congratulations on the first class honors. That's a really big deal, and you have every right to be proud. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot. So, um, so the other event was so when I was working as a quality assurance engineer. Although I was actually enjoying all of the automation work and you know talking with business stakeholders and everything. When I saw business analysts working or doing their job, I was always, you know, interested in, oh, I wish I did that. So, um, again, I took the plunge. So I spoke to my reporting manager, who, who was very supportive. But um, then came the senior managers who were like, no, to become a business analyst, you need at least about five years of experience and, you know, all of these um, advices, but still I was like, no, I still can't do it. And yeah, so I took that um, big step, went ahead with the track change. So the track change involved like, you know, a series of workshops as well as some online um, courses with, you know, various tests and then working as a shadow business analyst in an actual project. So I went through all of that, which I enjoyed. And yeah, so it took a huge step um, to make that shift from a QA to a business analyst. And um, yeah, that was the other thing. And the last one is, it's, it's a very small one though, because um, I never thought I would do it. So that is why I think it, it's a key event for me, which is, um, uh, yeah, so moving to Australia, I never thought that I would, um, you know, take that opportunity. So, yeah, so after I came to Australia, I was um, so fortunate to have had the opportunity to work at Westpac as, as my very first job here in Australia. Um, so banking and finance was, again, completely new for me. I had not done anything um, related to finance nor banking in my entire career. I have had no exposure to that. So, yeah, so still I went ahead and grabbed that opportunity and here I am, yeah, working for like two plus years in the banking and finance industry in Australia. So these are the few events that I can think of which which are important for me in my career. They're fantastic. And I, I love what you said earlier about taking calculated risks with your career and with your life. And it sounds like you have done that and you've done it really quite wisely and it's worked out quite well for you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Amelia. Yeah. So I personally make sure that I have like a plan B or even a plan C or a D, because if you're prepared for your worst or understand what worst could happen and, you know, be ready with a backup plan to handle that situation. So I think you're you're ready to face any any challenge. I think that's great advice and it seems to be something we don't talk about a huge amount is encouraging people to be like, obviously shoot for the stars and follow your passion, but have your backup plan ready to go just in case there's some bumps along the road. Of course, of course. And I think especially in the IT industry, 
you have more openings to do that because um, you know if you say an IT project itself, you get so many roles. You know that so if you're inspired by one role, you can consider you know maybe changing to that. Speaking with your managers and you know getting all of those skills that are essential to do that job and yeah so it, it, it's always interesting to see that you get this variety of job roles within the IT industry. Yeah and I definitely think we need to showcase that more and have a bit more visibility over it because there's a lot of opportunity and not everyone's aware that that opportunity is there. Of course of course yeah and I think with with the COVID situation so one of the many benefits that I get to see is having all of these um, online tutorials and online webinars around how you can, you know, further enhance your skills to do your uh, job itself and also to explore and or get the exposure to other job roles that you're interested in. So most of these are free as well. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting time to consider other opportunities as well as to chase your passion, I believe. Fantastic. What is it that gets you excited about getting up in the morning and going to work? Like, what is it that you, really fires you up about your job? So the main thing I can uh, mention here is the fact that I get to speak with a variety of stakeholders, including technical as well as business. So, you know, I get to see from each one of their perspectives to, um, you know, get their ideas and share various solutions with them. So it's always an interesting job that I have to do every single day. That is something I'm really um, thankful for. And the other thing is I work with a lot of problems. So um, I get to get into the root of it to understand why, why is this happening, the reasons or the surrounding events that take place to a given problem. Think about a problem from others' perspective as well. So that is the other thing because you're always doing something or working on something different every single day. So that is the other thing that I'm very um, excited about every day. And of course, uh, being able to wear many hats, like I mentioned before. So I get to be the scrum master and also work with tech leads and, you know, wear the solutioning hat um, around the technical features and also get to work on the test cases, validate all of the solutions that have been implemented. So wear the testers hat and also the business stakeholder hat when the when the developers are raising various business questions from you and when you're providing clarifications to them. So you are acting as the, the end user or as the, the customer. So yeah, I get to wear many hats, which is also cool. And yeah, I think um, I've already touched upon the fact that I really enjoy engaging with various different stakeholders. So all of these combined is, is always exciting. So waking up in the morning and knowing that it's always going to be a busy day and there's going to be a lot of different things happening and it's always going to be a bit of a mix. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, you you can't predict, although you know what meetings you have for tomorrow, but you never know what would come up in that meeting. So, you know, maybe you maybe you planned on engaging certain stakeholders, but then there's this um, viewpoint of, 
opinion from one of them where we opened a whole new area into the um, perspective. So from that onwards, so I get to engage with the stakeholders within that line. So it's it's always different and always challenging yet so exciting. So it, it basically keeps me on my toes every single day. I like that. I can see how that would be fun for sure. Have you got any advice that you would give to a young person who is considering your career? Is there any anything you'd like to say to them? Um, sure. So, um, so the first thing is um, the the fact that within the IT field that you get to explore various jobs and you know you get to be exposed to various um, skills. So it's it's always exciting. And um, so if you're passionate about learning something new, then I'm sure the IT industry is for you because you learn something new every single day, even as a developer or as a software quality assurance engineer or a tester. So you get to explore um, new domains, new systems, and you know you, you work with various um, requirements that are um, constantly changing. So yeah, so you get to explore skill that you never knew that uh, you, you would need so and the other thing is uh, you so you're always um, changing so you're never stuck or bored with what you do so it's it's always new it's always refreshing um, you know when it comes to the world within the IT industry and so one thing I wanted to touch upon was so I went through some statistics um, within the, the STEM industry itself. And um, so according to research, only about 3% of women are interested in taking IT as their career. So because of that, I think there's a huge potential as well as a need for, for more women representation in the IT industry, which is something, yeah, I think... Um, a lot of girls can think about taking IT as their career. So there's a huge potential. And so it's always a challenge. So if you're curious and if you want to be ahead of your game, you know, to constantly evolve um, and constantly, if you want to, you know, widen your knowledge and uh, getting into various paths that you, you would want to explore. So IT, I think, is is the perfect um, career for you. That was a beautiful, beautiful sell for an IT career. And I just want to say, Will, there's a whole lot of really good resources for women who and girls who might be interested in coding or changing careers, and I'll link to them in the show notes so that if you're listening and you're like, oh, maybe it's really not that scary, it's a really fun industry to work in. Of course, of course, yeah. So at least if you think that, you know, you want to do something on your own, uh, you can still do it because with IT, I think you can even start up, you know, have your own business or a small business or, you know, do, do some hustling work. So IT is always very, um, very flexible and adaptable. So you can even take any career breaks if you wish to and still go back uh, with all of these uh, new experiences and serve uh, back to the industry. So it, it, it's a very cool career for sure. And you can work from home. Oh, yes, yes. There are like zero obstacles for that. <laughs> Is there anything that you wish the general public understood either about your job or your industry? That Maybe there's some myths out there that you think could do with a bit of busting. 
Um, so I think uh, one of the points is that, you know, when, when we consider the title business analyst, I think uh, a lot of people only think of it as like a business management sort of an area where you, you know, um, work with all the business units within a company, but it's not. So it's actually bridging the gap between the business stakeholders and the technical stakeholders. And the fact that BAs get to wear multiple hats, I think, uh, with the title in itself, um, a lot of people are not very familiar with that. So I have um, come across certain instances where I have to explain what a BA does as a job. So, yeah, so I think that is something that I wish the general public knew about it. Yeah, and the other thing is the fact that the business analyst is not a project manager because when it comes to the BA or the business analyst, so the main focus of the BA is on the requirements and making sure that those requirements are properly identified and that they're very well implemented. Whereas uh, when it comes to the project manager, it's more into the lines of planning the project activities, like you know, resourcing, um, preparing the timelines of activities, but BAs do assist and work very closely with the project manager. So these two are very um, different roles. So that is another thing that I've seen a confusion among um, other people. Yeah, definitely. And for people who aren't in the industry, yeah, I can see how people could easily get confused. And the more knowledge we have out there is the better. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything that we haven't touched upon that you'd like to bring up? So, um, yeah, I think um, that... IT industry is is always a, a very welcoming industry and you get to explore various skills and various opportunities. You're, you're always like, you know, um, there are, even if you open one door in the IT industry, so you're like, you know, you're presented with many opportunities. So you, you can just follow your passion, just follow your um the your your skills and make sure that you're always uh, in the winning line so i think that is something very cool about the idea industry i think it's lovely and it is it is quite unique amongst industries and people are very welcome who've retrained as well i work in um, the banking and finance industry right now and although i have had no experience in the banking and finance industry when I when I joined the company. So I think as an IT person, you're always, you know, ever ready to adapt to new environments, to new projects. So you're always like, you know, um, energy bunny. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's, it's always um, a, a great opportunity that you, you, you get to explore these different kinds of things. Definitely, definitely. Have you got a shout out or a virtual high five for anyone that you'd like to share with us? I have my husband living here with me in Australia, but then my parents and my sister and my brother, they are all back home in Sri Lanka. So yeah, I'll just say hi to them as well as my best friends who are always like, you know, they have always been very supportive of me and they're always encouraging, although they are, they are, like, you know, miles and miles away, but they're always just one simple message away and they're always um, happy with what I achieve and, you know, they always make a big deal out of it. So, yeah, in a good way. 
just um, say a big hi to all of them back in Sri Lanka. Fantastic. And I want to say thank you very much to Anushka's support network who have, through your support, you've definitely helped her achieve amazing things. So thank you all. Oh, how sweet of you. Thanks, Amelia. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's It's been so lovely and I'm hoping we can get some more people really excited about tech and being a BA because it's really, really cool. Of course, and thanks a lot for giving me this opportunity, Amelia, and for having me on this show. So I went through some some of your episodes, and they have been really inspiring. And you know, I'm sure all of your listeners would agree with that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you so much. I'm blushing now. I'm blushing. <laughs> oh yay! <laughs> thank you. No worries at all. Thanks a lot, Amelia. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you're an absolute gem of a human being and you should head over to avidresearch.com.au, sign up for our amazing email newsletter and get all the download on the upcoming episodes and maybe even get a bit of a sneak peek about what's coming next. If you've been enjoying this podcast, you should definitely subscribe. We're on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify and even Google these days. Thanks. Thanks.